0: This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and we are doing a post-react for Charlotte versus Atlanta, which was a derby, which was bad. Um, if you were in uptown Charlotte today, uh, there was a parade going on, uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade, and uh, we hope you were at that and not at this game. and. Here to be sad about the fact that they missed the St. Patrick's Day parade for this game with me is Josh. Hello, Josh.
1: Hey, Logan. I did not realize that the Irish hated Charlotte FC so much.
0: Nor did I. You know, you learn something new yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, this is not going to be a a, a positive. We, we're going to no. try and do some positive, but this is not in general going to be positive. <laughs> and if you have any knowledge about what happened in the game, you know why, you know, uh, Josh, I went down to the field as I normally do. Mm-hmm. I do my, my round, you know, I get some shots of the crowd. I talk to some people. I, I, I try and use my position to, to also bring a little bit of hype to the team. You know, they're very kind in letting us, uh, you know, work as media, you know, we get access through them. So I try and, I, I try and use both us getting content and, and giving hype as, as something I can do to give back a little bit. Mm. And while I was down there, I was editing uh, something on my phone really quick and I was standing up next to the wall and above me, one of the fans had a full beer that I guess they had sat on the railing and turned around accidentally and knocked the entire beer all over me. This is before the match has even started. And not even a fun beer shower, not even a fun beer shower. And that was probably the best thing that happened in that match. So it's not great uh obviously with these post reacts uh we can be a bit a, a little bit a little bit sour a little bit a little bit angry mm. a little bit upset a little bit emotional uh and uh in all of that in all of that rage and sea of sadness and lost oblivion josh has come on and he has asked us to look <laughs> for the positives so so we're going to do it even today, we're going to give out two crowns. But after that, I think it's two cards apiece. Do you feel like that's fair, Josh? Yes. We're going to we'll start with the positives. Do you have a crown for me today, Josh?
1: I do. Uh, so my crown goes to um, Charlotte FC and I'm assuming the supporters groups and whatever conversations they've had over the past couple weeks to deal with the issue from the opening game with the Supporters March and the lack of available seating for those who participated in the march. Um, Today, anyone who was in the Supporters March got a band, basically, um, and they had the center section closed off. Until the Supporters March got in there, they did a pretty good job of checking both ticket and band to make sure that you had them both before letting you into that middle section. Um, And I think it was a good compromise because I did participate in the supporters' march today. By the time we got there, both sections on either side behind the goal were already full, but the middle section was pretty much empty. They let everyone who was in the march in there, and it just felt, at least initially, like a better atmosphere than the opening game. Um, The club, the supporters' groups, who I'm sure had conversations they didn't The club especially didn't have to do anything about it. They could have just let people continue to go wherever. But I think that this was a really good solution to a problem. I think it worked really well, and it wasn't high tech or anything. It was just a wristband like you would get if you're going to, you know, a club or something. Um, and it seemed to work really well. So I think taking that feedback, if there's anything positive we can say today, is that this club is open to fan feedback about the day to day operations of going to the game and that was really nice to see
0: yeah yeah i mean that that is really really good to somebody who who does not necessarily have to to handle that situation now it's good to hear that something that wasn't great in the beginning has gotten handled in a good way Uh, i am i'm not gonna lie desperately struggling for a crown and so i think i'm just gonna crown the weather yes which was very nice today yeah. As a general rule, there was a very light breeze. It was cool. So like if you wanted to wear a stylish jacket,
1: mm-hmm. you had
0: the opportunity to wear a stylish jacket, sort of show off your personality, your flair. Maybe right? one of those reversibles that they've been selling. Maybe one of those pretty reversibles. If, if you wanted to maybe do a little bit lighter garb today, you could have gone. You could have sat in the sun. You could have enjoyed the sunlight. Um, if you didn't want that, you could have gone to the shade. You could have enjoyed the shade. You know, maybe... Uh, m- maybe just uh, what, whatever way you choose to enjoy it. It was really nice, sort of cool, beautiful weather. And, uh, and I appreciate that. How about yes. you? Did you enjoy the weather?
1: It was very nice. Once the, once the sun hit, you know, in the summertime, when you're in that supporters section, uh, the sun kind of beats on you mercilessly and it's like 95 degrees and it's mm-hmm. awful. But today, I actually wanted the sun. It was a nice, you know, like you said, cool breeze, sunshine out, high 50s, beautiful day. Um, Everything if you only the for.
0: football could have matched the weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't. So, so obviously, it's a bit of a joke to, to pull out two, two crowns and not even consider mentioning a player. Um, I think. How about this, Josh? Would you be okay? Yes. With no explanation or with like an eighth of a sentence of an explanation, giving the softest of crowns to maybe one or two people. We can do that. I'm going to have to dig deep. <laughs> yeah, um, Then I'm going to go ahead and take the easy one, because normally I leave the I leave the softballs for you guys. And then I end up just struggling like, over here on the side. Uh, Kerwin Vargas looks like a player <laughs> and he's a thousand times more effective than literally anything else on that right side. Uh, he came in late today. He looked pretty decent um i think he's old enough i think he's good enough crown Kerwin vargas anything you want to tack on to that
1: um if i'm really searching i think i'd probably go with camille um just because of all the all the players who started this game i think he had the biggest impact whatever that might have been in a three nothing loss um
0: yeah. Now, it's it's a it stretch but we don't we don't <laughs> have to justify anything. The fact that we gave players crowns at all is probably an act of kindness. Um uh, let's move on to I think the meat of the podcast uh, as yeah. much as I'm sure the fans love hearing us talk about the weather. Um it was not great. And so I think two no. cards a piece is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh how about we do uh you get a card, I get two cards and you get the last one?
1: that sounds good to me do it uh my first card is going to nathan burn um i would really really like the nathan burn that we saw for six games last year i don't know if he has a brother named like drake burn or something who they have switched places i do not know what is happening um this is not the same player that i saw last year who was defensively sound who read attacks um this is a guy who on that first goal I granted I didn't have the greatest advantage points but I had to text out to our group chat being like where was burn because he was so late in recovery. Um he is offered I think very little defensively, very little offensively. Um we're trying to figure out the left back position because I think we thought we had the right back position figured out and it's very clear that
0: as of 3 games in we do not have that position figured out. Yeah, it's, it's devastatingly bad, isn't it? Yes. Like, <laughs> like, you can have an off game, and when you have the sort of credit built up in the bank that Nathan Byrne had, even the people who were originally Nathan Byrne naysayers, me, were like, no, this guy's too good. He's going to come good. Yep. He's not coming good. It's ugly. And I have yeah. lots of theories about it, And none of them right now do I have the cognitive, what's the word I'm looking for? The cognitive calmness, the cognitive Mm -hmm. tranquility to accurately address. Um, I will say, uh, I think it's a fantastic card. Whatever he's supposed to be doing, if he is doing what Christian Latanzio is telling him to do, if he is filling all the spaces that he has been told by the coaches and this uh, particular plan desires this plan is nuts i i don't want to be you know like too over overstepping there but if if no. everything he has done has been correct under the coach's eyes i have a really 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 long list of questions that right now i don't particularly want to ask so i'm just going to hope that he is not used to this more aggressive style and positioning and it is showing us his weaknesses. Um is that about fair? Have I, I overdone that? No, I, I think it is because I, I'm really, to be honest, I'm not
1: sure what his role is supposed to be
0: right now. Do I you don't know, know what anyone's role is supposed to be.
1: No, that's a, we'll that's a much that for bigger discussion. Yeah. I was about to say that's a much bigger discussion. What I will say about Nathan Byrne is he is, I believe 31. Yes. Which is not the end of the world for a professional athlete. Um, There feels like there are two options right now. Either he is being asked to do something that he is not capable of doing from a talent perspective on the football pitch. Or he is one of those rare athletes that he has hit that magic number in his age and his body has just quit on him. Um, I'm really hoping it's not the latter. I don't know that I'm hoping it's the former either. I, I, don't, I don't know what to believe with, with the way he's played this year because, again, as I said before, it's just been so
0: far off, how, um, and I'm at a loss. <laughs> how about we just choose to believe that aliens kidnapped the real Nathan Byrne? Yes. And he is up there chilling with some aliens, and yes. in the time warp of dimensional space, they're accidentally getting back late and so they left a decoy clone of Nathan Byrne, but they forgot to give him Nathan Byrne's footballing skill. So yes. once they come back, you know, a little late, understandable. The, sure. the difficulties of space-time travel can be confusing. We Nathan have, Byrne will return. We have Nathan Nern. I would like, like Nathan Bathan Byrne uh, back. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay um I, i'm gonna move i'm gonna move us along off off poor nathan burn because if he doesn't already feel bad enough already uh it's it's been rough uh i am going to i'm gonna come right out and say it uh i'm gonna card carol swiderski mm. i asked you during the game if you have some form of expected threat model that we can use uh because i don't think carol swiderski provides threat in any direction right now um i'm interested to see his statistics but every single pass i saw him make was backwards
1: Mm -hmm. i
0: didn't see excuse me i didn't see any progressive success i didn't see any danger out of that line i didn't exactly see him explode when he went back in the middle I am, I have gone from concerned to what is going on. If, if they believe that this guy has the potential to become a dynamite right winger, they are seeing something that I'm not seeing. And I'm not saying I'm all seeing. I'm not saying that, but I might be implying it. No, that's (laughs) also not fair. Uh, There is nothing on our right wing. There is so nothing on our right wing that it's not only getting marked by the commentators who are mm-hmm. actively saying mid-match that Swiderski is the most predictable person on the field because he only has one thing he can do. The So there's a... Uh, and I, apologies, I know I'm I'm sort of not connecting all my thoughts well. I'm going to try and keep this brief. Other teams show you who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Other teams show you where they think the danger is. Karol Swiderski was left completely alone to run up to the byline.
1: They yeah. didn't
0: care. They literally left the entire space out on the right for Karol Swiderski to beat a man with speed or to dribble a man. And he would have been incredibly dangerous. He does not have that option. They blocked off the space for him to cut the ball back onto his left foot. He had nothing. It was so obvious They were, what, quadruple marking uh, Kamil Ushwiak on the other side because they didn't need the manpower on the other wing? I mean, uh, other teams show you who you are, and the other team was laughing at Karol Swiderski. It is somewhat disturbing to me. Um, I know I'm going to watch this back, and I'm going to find things he did better. Mm -hmm. I know that I am personally on a bit of a train where I am struggling to see what he is providing to this team. So it's easy when you're in that train to see the negatives. And that's kind of why we wait and we reassess things on Wednesday. So we can we can clear our minds and try and really assess them clearly. But I am frustrated with Carol Swiderski. Um, Do you want to go do you want to go into our our Polish striker slash 10 (laughs) slash right winger? So
1: I am I am right there with you on the on the wing with with Carol on the wing. I was over that experiment 45 minutes into the St. Louis game. I didn't think that we needed a repeat of it this game. Um, There is one moment that sticks out in my mind that Carroll did really well. He is around the halfway line. Um, He rides a few challenges. He gets fouled a couple times. He eventually loses the ball. They call it back for advantage, and he wins a free kick there. That is about the extent of things that are positive that pop out in my mind with carol swiderski out on the right wing i am still i think more confident that he could make an impact in the middle i know he didn't when he was eventually moved back in there um but the bottom line is i i am very much a person who has patience for experiments and has patience for things to try to give a few games to see if they work in this case, I don't think we need to continue to see Karol Swiderski out on the right. There are a number of things that he cannot do out there. Speed, dribbling, I would almost say passing in some respects as well, that just, it doesn't work out there. Also, I'm a believer that Karol Swiderski, I think one of the reasons at the end of last year he thrived so much in that 10 roll is because I think he he gets into a game when he can be on the ball a lot when he feels like he's involved in the game. If you put someone out on the wing, they're not going to get that opportunity. Um, It is not working. And at some point, the question either needs to be, does Carroll fit in this team or does he not? If he fits in the team, you have to play him where he fits best, which is centrally. If he doesn't fit in the team, you have to bench him. And that's kind of where I am as a Carroll Swiderski Fan, because I will say that I want him to succeed here. I do like the player, but it
0: really is not working so far this year. It's really ugly. Um, I had one because we remember moments, right? Uh We go back and we study shapes and we go back and we study tactics, but we remember moments. And I had one moment in this game where Carroll got the better of his man on on that right side. And he pulled the ball in perfectly. He did exactly what everyone knew he was going to do. There was no disguise about it. He just happened to do it well enough that he beat his man on that right side. And he he got the ball into a fantastic shooting position at the edge of the box, set up perfectly for his left foot. Like a winger takes this 100 times out of 100. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't hit, even if you don't score it, with his left foot, it should be dangerous. It should be on frame. It should create threat. And it should make the other team respect you shooting from outside the box. And he just doesn't take it. He just, he just lets it go. He is not a winger. He no. does not have the skills. He does not have the mentality. He has the left foot, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to move on, just so we don't end up spending this whole time going down a rabbit hole. Uh, I'm going to take my second card, and this one might seem a little harsh because I think a lot of people didn't play really well today, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a card to Pablo Sinega. Mm. Uh, He did not look steady. And don't get me wrong, any goalkeeper having given up the number of goals, even with the amount of them that were not necessarily his fault, any goalkeeper having given up the number of goals has to be a little shell-shocked. But there was one time, there were a number of times that I would have expected better out of Pablo Siseniega. I think Mm -hmm. all of the goals are pretty well taken. I think if your keepers in form, at least one of them gets saved. Mm -hmm. Um, Potentially two. But that is not why I think I'm throwing a a card out here. There was one time a ball came in the box and it was routine. Pablo Ciciniega is not a short man. He is Mm -hmm. taller than everyone there and he can reach up with his hands. And he goes up to grab the ball and he just fumbles it. I mean, just sort of zero confidence in his box Zero command of the space, fumbles the ball, and thankfully he fumbles it to a Charlotte FC player and it does not become a goal. But if he fumbles it a foot to the left or right there, it's at an Atlanta player's feet with an open goal behind him. And there was nothing difficult about that grab. There was no one tackling him. There was no one running at speed. There was, from a goalkeeper, this is cut and dry. You, You step out, you grab this out of the air, you throw the ball out to your teammates for a quick transition, or you don't see the quick transition on and you hold on to it and let everybody reset. This is milk and bread, the blandest of everyday activities for a goalkeeper. And that fumble there was just a, a ringing sign that he's not comfortable. He doesn't feel like he owns the space. Maybe, maybe the shell shock of the other goals is getting to him I don't know exactly what it was, but he didn't look good today. And he didn't look like he owned that area. And one thing I will say about Christian Kalina is most of the time he looked like he owned his box, not, not a great showing thoughts on Pablo.
1: Yeah. For, for me, my issue, I think it's a great shout because I was not impressed with him. My issue is not the goals that he gave up. I would have to, to see them again because, um, All the goals were scored on the far end for me, so it's sort of a a long distance. With the way they were taken, I think they were well taken goals from what I've seen. My issue was in his distribution. um, There were there were a number of times he has the confidence of Manuel Neuer and the ability of me on the ball. (laughs) Um, that's probably he's, really he's harsh, a little better than you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little harsh. But the point is, I, I like the confidence that he has, but the ability is nowhere near that. Right. And, and that's a fine balance because you have to have the confidence to make some of these passes. But there were times when what he was doing, I just I questioned, I was like, what what are you thinking here? Um, I do I do remember what you're talking about with coming out for the ball. Um, I think we're seeing. <laughs> I, I i think we're seeing an, a real issue with this team in goal and i don't know i'm not the biggest believer in kalina either i do think we are actually seeing a difference between him i thought that maybe cisnie could could kind of be equivalent to kalina i'm really really beginning to rethink that um and yeah i just i don't think it was a good showing from him and it wasn't because of the goals he gave up it was everything else and that is, I think, what's most concerning is you had a goalkeeper who gave up three goals and that's not what you're most worried about.
0: Yeah, rough. A rough showing um, from the whole team. So really, we could be carding sure. almost anybody here. Uh, which means you have another card for me.
1: Yeah, so my final card is going to go to Derek Jones. Yeah. Um, I... I see the value with Derek Jones. I, I understand what he can bring to a team. This is another instance of, like we talked about with Nathan Byrne, I don't know whether he is doing what Christian Latanzio is asking him to do, and it's a terrible tactic, or whether he's just not able to do what he should be doing. Regardless, I just, I've watched these games and I've thought, the only time I'm seeing Derrick Jones is when he is not in position or when he is slowly rolling a ball to a player. And I think the more I watch Derrick Jones, the more I'm realizing that for me, a pet peeve is a midfielder who cannot zip a pass into a teammate. And Derrick Jones cannot do that. His, his passing is rolling the ball out, it is never quick. It doesn't come out of his feet quick. It doesn't get to his teammate quickly. It is always just feels so slow. There are a lot of things he does well, but from someone in his position, I need more. And I'm, I'm very quickly reaching the point, I think, with where you are with Swiderski is where I am kind of with Derek Jones, which is there's a player in there. There's talent in there, but I just do not believe it's going to work.
0: Yeah, I, so I'm going to, I really struggle with this. And I think we'll, we'll get onto it when we, we do our wrap-ups, but Kamil Yushiak for all of his challenges does something I really, really like on the field. When he thinks the ball might come to him, it doesn't have to be actively coming towards him, right? Mm -hmm. If he thinks there's a 1% chance the ball is going to come to him or he's going to be involved in the play, he checks his shoulders, right? Watch play of Kamal Yushriak. The moment that he is involved defensively, offensively, he he turns the switch on and he goes bam, bam with his head and looks left and right. And he scans the whole field to the Mm -hmm. best of his ability in a half a second, right? It's a really, really good skill because most of the time, he receives the ball and he already knows what's going on around him. Right? Occasionally something will pop out and he, you know, he doesn't have the time to do that, but he predictively reads the field really, really well based on what I have seen. Derek Jones feel, feels like every time he gets the ball, it's a surprise. <laughs> like <laughs> he didn't know that he was going to get the ball. He didn't yeah. know that the ball was in the area. He didn't know that uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't know what, teammates are around him or what uh, players from the other team are around him. He kind of gets the ball and goes, oh, this is a nice surprise. Uh, Now what? And I understand I have seen some really good defensive action when the game is in front of Derek Jones, right? Mm -hmm. When Derek Jones is in his hole and not in no man's land where he appears to have set up a house. um, (laughs) When he's in his hole and the game is in front of him running at him he actually is really good at cutting out passing lanes. And that's why yes. we see him doing this, this thing where, you know, they will try and make a pass transition through the middle and Derek Jones just cuts the pass out. Yep. He's actually quite good at that. And so it amazes me. And I'm going to be, I, I, had, I tried to watch it in this one and I will continue to watch. I don't understand how somebody who sees the play develop that well when it's in front of him, when it's at his feet or when it's, you know, running back towards his goal is just completely oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. He ends up in no man's land so often. And I I am really struggling with exactly what it is I need to pick out about Derek pick out about Derek Jones. He's another one that I have now watched three games of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have no idea what his responsibilities are. Yeah. Well, what? two two games of this. I have <laughs> I... no idea what his responsibilities are. Do you know? No. That, and and that's my
1: That's my big issue with Derek Jones right now is the argument for Derek Jones is that you have him in the team so that your defensive stability and um, ability is high, right? So that he's cutting things out. He's a big physical body. He can do all this. We got blown out three nothing in the first half. Not much happened in the second half. By atlanta because they didn't have to do anything that was not charlotte yeah, they, they becoming better the yeah that wasn't charlotte becoming better that wasn't us imposing any will on them that was them realizing that the game was basically won by the end of the first half and so my big question is if we're going to get blown out three nothing with Derek jones in our lineup what why is he there yeah. um and i know that's harsh i i really do and 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 i'm i You know, and I kind of feel bad about saying it, but that's kind of where I am with with this situation right now in in this aftermath, a couple hours after the end of this game.
0: Yeah, it was it was something else. I mean, it was we went to the press conference afterwards and we waited probably an hour after the game of just sitting there waiting on Christian Latanzio to come in the press conference. And it's spicy press conference. If, I mean, we'll talk about it on Wednesday. but And I think it was just an hour of Christian Latanzio needing to cool off. Like I genuinely think Christian Latanzio was like, look, if I go into the media right now, I'm going to say things I regret. So I'm just going to let him chill there. And you could see when he came in, he was hot. I mean, he was, he was uh, all of the different levels of spicy that I would probably expect out of a... Out of a coach that just got absolutely slaughtered by their rivals. I mean, make no mistake. This was not an 8-0 game, but it was not 8-0 because Atlanta came off of the gas. Um, This was as non-competitive as I have ever seen this football club. Yes. Um, Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, Would you give us your two sentences of wrap-up? I have nothing right now. I am...
1: I'm frustrated with this team because I did not expect us to win, but I expected us to compete and I cannot deal with a team that cannot compete.
0: Yeah, um, my my wrap up here is going to be the statement that I don't even fully know how to break this down. I am a football analyst. I sit in a media box that is designed for me to have a view of the field that I can accurately and quickly tactically analyze what is happening. And it is so disjointed and disorganized that even I don't have a really good idea what's going on. Um, normally, we, we start our analysis based on the structure, and we look at what part of the structure you know, is or isn't fulfilling its role, and I don't even know what structure I'm looking at. And that is not an inspiring feeling. And uh, on that somewhat disappointing note, uh, if you have chosen to spend your time with us today, uh, if you are a Charlotte FC fan out there looking for some answers just like us, uh, we love you. And we will talk to you again on Wednesday when we intelligently break this down. Goodbye. Network.com